0: Hello, and welcome to Where You Not Entertained. I'm Daniel.
1: I'm Rachel.
2: And I'm James.
0: And we're going to be talking about another Oscar Best Picture nominee. Um, Getting down to the end of them.
2: Brass task.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're going to be covering women talking. Mm -hmm. Reading the
2: description on this one, I was very skeptical going in yeah all i read was something like a group of women in a religious community st- have you know basically conversations about their faith and um y- okay that doesn't really sound too entertaining but we'll see how this goes i like this
0: yeah it was um i i wasn't sure about it either i didn't even that like the little blurb that you have about it doesn't tell you anything about it Mm -hmm. uh i haven't talked to anybody who's watched it i haven't you know read up on it or anything like that yeah and so yeah i was kind of like i don't know what to expect at all right uh and it is not what i expected (laughs) at all at all yeah to say the least.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like your typical Oscar film and you expect it to be incredibly slow
3: mm-hmm.
1: because this movie is pretty much all dialogue. I mean, obviously, there there's some visuals and things like that, but the bulk of the movie takes place in a single location. And it just primarily focuses on dialogue and character relationship. And going into that, knowing it's a Best Picture nominee, you anticipate that it's going to be pretty slow. But right. this was very entertaining. I thought that feels like a, a weird word for this, but it, it was. It kept you interested. I,
2: I I mean, I think this movie lived and died by its performances.
1: Yeah, I This have could have to, been so
2: boring, but they... We're just stellar,
0: yeah, no, I mean, there isn't anything else about this movie other than the performances, like there's no real there's no real action, not you know not much for the drama of it um other than the conversations that are had and if you were to just read this um without any inflection or anything like that, then yeah, I could see how it would be, could be very, very dry. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they were able to actually embody kind of each of these characters that they have uh, in this movie, which is not a lot. Um, that are actually, I guess there's, so there's a lot of people that are in the movie, but there's not a lot of people that are like the main focus, the main roles in it.
1: Yeah. It's a right. fairly small yeah. central cast. Yeah. And
0: yeah, they were able to just knock it out of the park.
1: Yeah. I had read a couple of reviews that compare this to sort of a stage play. It feels it, like it, one. It yeah. feels very much like It's like, like that.
0: Fences. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it is largely static location-wise. But it is the actors who carry the whole movie.
2: Jesse Buckley, Rooney Mara, and Claire uh, Foy. All three of them just I didn't agree with them all the time, but I always wanted the best for them. Like they m- make you care about these people
1: yeah absolutely. I think they gave so much depth to these roles.
2: They felt there were they felt like there were lives off screen
3: yeah
0: um I mean yeah it's the movie is so so much like a stage play i mean for lack of a better term that there's not a lot to really. Like, there's not a lot to talk about. You know, normally we say spoiler alerts. And because <laughs> we have to worry about, you know, people not knowing that we're about to say something that could kind of ruin part of the movie. But, like, unless we literally say what happens at the very end of this movie, which is not, a like, a surprise at all if you even get halfway through this thing.
2: And spoiler um, alerts, because I'm going to say it later on. Okay, so, but nonetheless,
0: like, there's no, there's no way to spoil this movie, so it's not worth watching.
2: Knowing the end doesn't change how great the rest of it is, yeah.
0: Right. Well, and there's nothing, like, there's nothing to spoil. There's essentially a group of women having a conversation about, it was originally three choices, um, stay, leave, or fight, and... It turned into well, not stay, leave, and fight. So (laughs) do nothing. Do nothing. Stay and fight, and then leave. Yeah. So they had a vote, and it becomes you know stay and fight or leave, and that is the entirety of this movie. Is the conversation about you know which of those two choices do they have? Um. I, you know, it's not, <laughs> It's if it were not for the the actress's portrayal and their, like the raw emotion that you can kind of, that you can feel, it's palpable. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they play these characters, um, there wouldn't be anything to watch, literally. Uh, yeah. So I think that, that that definitely says something about the, the acting quality, you know, even if the premise of the movie itself isn't that interesting um, or isn't like, you know, some mind bending quest, um, they did a really good job of kind of helping you feel and understand the gravity of their situation. Yeah.
1: And the exceptional thought That is given to this, the genuine logic behind each argument, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: because every, every choice and every viewpoint is different and valid. And this is one of those movies that as far as, you know, picking out specific scenes or things like that, it's really hard because this is genuinely a conversation from start to finish the whole movie just flows over this 24-hour time period really and there's it's just a continual discussion about what to do and what sort of choices you expect to be able to make in the future
2: yeah and i i love that you bring that up cuz so often it feels like when there's an argument, one or you know, certain sides are set up as straw men, where you, as the audience, you know, they're ridiculous, but they're just set up as a a way for your protagonist to argue their valid point. And all of these were very good points. And I was like, ah, uh, I feel you, August. I'm staying out of this one. Like, You're right. There's a. <laughs> God, how do you make any of those decisions?
1: Yeah, and even even to speak to that, Ben Wishaw is just exceptional.
2: Yeah. In this movie,
1: so it's such a quiet role and he plays it so well that he he is essentially in the background, but he's very available for any sort of logical discussion or viewpoint when asked. He doesn't offer opinions or any sort of a stance unless a question is directly asked of him and sort of asked in the right way.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, he's not supposed to be involved in the conversation. It's not not for him, really. Uh, It's for all of the women in the community that they live in, which is also a heavy kind of a heavy burden to bear as, you know, whatever it is, 8, 10, maybe 12 uh, people to decide the fate for what appeared to be probably like 150 people. (laughs) Yeah. Very um, large community. It was a large community. Larger than I expected because you don't really, you don't really know. You don't really see. You get glimpses, but... Then you kind of get the whole picture towards the end and you're like, wow, okay, that's a lot of people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I did really appreciate some of the ambiguity in this movie. You know it's a religious community, but they never specify a religion. Mm -hmm. They don't really specify a time period. There's no location. That's not the focus. It really doesn't have a point. The point is these people. And I I liked that. I really liked the way that they did that. So you don't. You don't have any real frame of reference. Because you can't look at this and say, oh, well. In the 19th century, this would have been. A clear choice because you have no idea when it's set.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there was indications that it's set near the modern era. And from the synopsis, I know it's like 2010, but. Well,
0: yeah, there's the census taker and the pickup truck playing music. You, know, yeah. you can yeah. do some basis around that, but there is no like definite date. You don't get to see, like you don't see a town or like what everybody's driving, you know, that kind of thing yeah. where, you know, they don't necessarily tell you when it is in a movie, but you go into a city and everybody's driving a certain like aged vehicle. Yeah. And you go, ah, okay, so this is generally like in the fifties or whatever. Um, but all you see is a you know, random pickup truck. You can surmise that it's obviously sometime after that pickup truck was made. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> other than that, yeah, no real no real clue. And I yeah. could that plays it could have been yesterday.
2: I think that <laughs> plays well to this movie too, because it, it doesn't give you a bunch of information that's irrelevant to the issue at hand.
1: Right. There's nothing to sway your viewpoint outside of just genuinely what you're hearing them discuss.
2: Yeah. It's not trying to anchor it into a specific social or cultural like frame of mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the conversation is the conversation is relevant at any time Mm -hmm. if it were, like I said, yesterday or, you know, 50 years from now or 20 years ago, it's still, it's still a valid conversation. Yeah.
1: And this movie is nominated for best adapted screenplay. So allegedly it's based on true events, but Hmm. again, there's, there's no real, um, clues as to that. You don't have any real idea. But I, I think that's good. I think that's necessary because I've seen plenty of chatter and comments about, as with any movie that focuses on a religion, that this is an unfair portrayal. These things don't happen. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, they happen. And
0: anything and everything happens. To say these things don't happen is utter
2: nonsense, period, like at all. I think we all know these things happen outside of the religious community, too. They're not special and avoid it. like
1: yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, if you have a sense of outrage at this movie because that's just not true, then there's <coughs> something in your point. Well, and there's something in your personal life that you identify with because <laughs> this movie doesn't specify
0: right. Yes.
1: and if you take it as an offense to your specific group, that that's on you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um It's a it's a heavy movie. It very is. Very
0: heavy. Absolutely. And even when you think it's going to kind of lighten up, it doesn't.
2: <laughs> now, I I do want to say that I I was very apprehensive and there is one thing that I'm going to go ahead and spoil now near the end that is the end uh, because there was a sense of dread throughout the entire film for me whether the men were yeah. going to come back before they leave and you had uh, who was it was it Jesse Buckley who attacked the attacked the guy before they all went into town with the hand scythe
1: no i think that was claire foy's character she's the one that wanted to fight
2: yeah that's right okay um i felt like that was kind of a chekhov's gun that there was going to be a fight that that was like this the prepping you for (laughs) violence will come and they had talked about violence multiple times throughout the film. And I, I kind of felt like there was a setup for it. And so, spoilers, for them to end up leaving and not having really any confrontation, even the one man who comes back, you basically don't... You see him in a doorway and that's it. Um, right. it, it yeah.
0: Yeah, the it only man that they showed added dread
2: to the whole film for me, of like a clock ticking.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and it also like the only so they you show the guy that's in the doorway you can't really see. You know that the census driver is a guy who's not related to the um to the community at all. Right, and then the only other guy that you see the entire time that is like an adult a child uh, is August. Right. And so like you don't, there's a sense of dread there too. Like is something going to happen to August? Um, you know, is there going to be like a sense of betrayal because he took the minutes <laughs> for this meeting?
2: And he was already outcasted before. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, um, Or was, you know, Was he in on something? That's kind of what I was curious about at the very beginning. That's kind of, Mm. that kind of went away.
2: Was he communicating with the men or something like that? Right,
0: exactly. Is it like a way to kind of earn some, some more trust and, you know, earn his place back in the community by doing this thing? Um, Is he a spy of some sort, essentially? Right. Um, like I said, that as you get a little further into it, that's dispelled. But I think that that also goes into play with some of the drama of, you know, the men in the movie. Even mm-hmm. though there are no men in the movie.
1: <laughs> well, and when the one man does return, aside from seeing him in the doorway, you see the repercussions.
2: His aftermath.
1: Yeah. And that's all all you see. So you know that it's a very serious situation anyway at least one
0: of them obviously the rest of them aren't going through the same thing but
1: no but most of the rest of them have plenty of other reasons (laughs)
0: well yeah so it's also interesting is like um francis mcdormand's character um (laughs) scarface jans well Mm -hmm. there you go
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right own it i guess
0: um has a scar on her face. And the question is like, where'd that come from? How'd that happen? You know, maybe it's just a random accident and um it is what it is. Or maybe it's, you know, got something to do with the the community and how it's actually like how it kind of functions. Mm-hmm. It's not like maybe this maybe this one um, uh, this one family—you know, the woman and her kid. She had, she just had the one kid.
2: Um, Jan's daughter. Yeah, weren't just yeah. like a one-off.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely, and it. Yeah, there was so many interesting. Arguments in this film and the fact that it sort of eventually boiled down to what these women genuinely want is safety, but more so the ability to think for themselves.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Which I, I thought was pretty good. It's not just a, a rash decision or a decision made out of fear. They've they've made these choices because they want Independence and validity as a person themselves.
2: So long.
0: Well, and also one of the things that, um, that was kind of mentioned is that the their faith, you know, whatever that is, um, kind of requires of them forgiveness, uh, basically, to not hold a grudge, but also the need for for space to be able
2: to do that right you can't forgive an oppression and And there's a difference between forgiving the snake that bites you and then putting your hand back in front of it for it to bite you again you're right
1: (laughs) yeah and that was something else that they sort of reached in their arguments was forgiveness that is forced isn't forgiveness right Right. so it doesn't really matter even if they stay they won't be adhering to their belief system any more than if they choose to leave
2: yeah man this film did not go the way i thought it was gonna and i am so happy for it
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean as far as like all the the backbuilding drama and dread goes, that pretty much dissipated. Um
2: it was pretty heavy while they were all loading up on those buggies cuz there's one road they were about to go out of and I was just waiting to see the wagon trains come down the other direction. Right.
1: Yeah, and the longer that they delay, uh-huh. Because when August kept um kept calling her back. And she's like, no, I really have to leave. It's like, Oh my God, they're going to get caught.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But they did not. Yeah. Man, they went on about their way.
1: Yeah. Another, another one of those films that I am so glad to have watched because it was nominated would Mm -hmm. never have watched it. Otherwise, Probably will never watch it again, but
2: ditto. This is the reason why I love doing these Oscar recaps with you guys, is because it forces me out of my comfort zone, and I watch films that I am so I I feel lucky to have caught them because I just would have skipped over them or not made the time or dismissed them. And God, mm-hmm. so good.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're not in the normal wheelhouse of movies that I just pick
2: to watch. There's no giant shark-eating people in this. Right. (laughs) Always
0: the Shark-eating
1: people?
2: Giant
0: shark-eating people.
1: Oh. Yes. I I was imagining some giant shark-eating people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Some very large people (laughs) who eat sharks, yes. Yeah. Either one. Neither of those things were in this movie.
1: yeah where's that film Uh, next oscars yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly
2: i'm sure yeah all right you guys want to get into favorite scenes yeah let's do it who's going first i'll jump out there mine's pretty short and sweet sure go for it um it was it's weird it I don't know what it is about this. And it's a part that's kind of stuck with me for it's the lesson that I learned from this film and God, there's so many lessons to learn, but this is the one that just kind of stuck in my brain and I haven't gotten it out. Um, It was when Greta brought up her horses again. I don't remember their name, like Claire and. uh, Oh yeah. Got Cheryl or something like that. Um, sir, yeah, sure. yeah I swear one of them was named Cheryl, and I thought that that was funny um, but it was the second time she brought it up, and uh God, I can't remember any of their names, but um Jesse Buckley's character um kind of rolled her eyes at her for bringing it up again, um but she was talking about how the main road out of town has these big ruts in it and it always scared her and she tightened the reins and she knew that the horses were just doing what she told them through the reins but she because of the way the cart was bouncing due to the due to the the ruts in the road it, she was all over the place and it was a dangerous proposition But it wasn't until she realized that she had to look a little bit farther down the road to get a clear vision of where she was going that everything started to smooth out. And I was like, oh, my God, that is such a good metaphor. Yeah. And I mean, it is, yeah it's so beautiful and the way that it wasn't dissected more and it was just let to linger and then they continued talking oh man it has gotten to me and i love that like that is something that it is kind of made me spend the last couple of days looking back at my life and going maybe i'm not maybe i got to reevaluate re- some things yeah no that's fair
1: <laughs> yeah. I think this movie had an incredible use of language. Yeah. The dialogue was spectacular. I mean, I know that's the bulk of all there was, but
2: Yeah. It had to be.
1: <laughs> it was exceptional. Yeah.
2: So that was my choice. Yeah, it was a good one.
1: It was a good one. I go next.
0: All right. What you got?
1: So and kind of in speaking of language, my favorite scene isn't I guess so much a scene, it's the the monologue that we have this sort of narrator talking over it's one of the girls. I don't remember her name, but she's talking about what's been happening to them and that they they didn't they don't talk about these sorts of things. We don't talk about our bodies. we don't discuss these types of things. so we have no language for this. And in the absence of an ability to talk about it, it's silent. And that silence is like, what's the scariest part? It's where the horror is for them. Because it's this terrible, atrocious thing that they know is happening, but they have no, no way to put that into words, no way to discuss it, rationalize it, or prevent it from happening again. And I thought that that was just, exceptional it was one of the the earlier moments in the movie and i think it really sets the tone for how smart the dialogue is going to be
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you have to pay pretty close attention to really capture the full detail of what they're talking through uh, but so that was mine
2: good choice nice.
1: yeah
0: Um. So mine'll be <clears throat> short and sweet as well. Uh but it was at the end when uh August was uh telling uh was it Claire Foy's character? No, nah,
2: uh yeah. Yeah. That she was she the one. She came back with the, with the bag of axes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course she did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she was great.
0: Uh, yeah. So, anyway, going through going through that scene where she's basically collecting defensive tools to leave, and
2: after she uh, just knocked out her son and dragged, dragged him into a wagon,
1: into a buggy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. And then August gives her a gun. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of breaking down. Uh, but also kind of the the last parting words were, you know, don't come back here. None of you come back here. Yeah. Uh, and this is, you know, this is coming from someone who left the community, came back to the community for a girl who is now leaving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but is also like been sitting there the entire time that this conversation has been going on. Um, and that kind of third party clarity, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, he's someone on the outside. He's not, but he, he kind of is.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: to just say, you know, save yourselves essentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that was a really good one, and especially her sort of not explaining, because I think he sort of understood, but telling him that the point of his taking minutes was for him to have the minutes.
2: Yeah.
1: It's not to send it with them. It's so that there's sort of a record of what happened.
2: And her yeah. asking him what he was going to do with the gun. hmm
1: That was a tough one. There was a lot of meat in that scene. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Telling me I had to stick around to
0: to teach. Yeah. That was my backup. And I don't mean teach them, you know, reading and arithmetic. Well. (laughs) That too. Teach them the, to teach them the outcomes of the current uh, situation and how to, how to grow and be better from there.
3: Yeah. that was a
2: that was a heavy one man great great movie it was
0: yeah surprisingly yeah i was surprised anyway
2: all right well then i think that about wraps it up for women talking yep i think so awesome well hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode if you did then please go online and like and subscribe but most importantly join us next time on were you not entertained